Welcome to the One Year Daily Chronological Bible Studies Podcast. This is Rodney Harrier, your host. If you are looking for a fresh and easy approach to read through God's Word and understand it, you have come to the right place. By following these chronological Bible studies, you will understand how the events, characters, and writings fit together in their proper sequence. What you learn can change your life forever. Today's lesson is, What to Do While Waiting. Today's Bible reading, Genesis 16 through 18. Someone in authority says to us, Don't do anything until I get back. When I return, I will take care of it. But what if that person delays his coming? And what if things don't seem to go the way we think they should? Perhaps we should help things along. After all, doesn't the Bible say, God helps those who help themselves? Does it? Should we? Let's look at the lives of Abram and Sarai to learn from them. Abram and Sarai's Situational Ethics Plan B Abram and Sarai lived in a strange land for ten years because God promised they would have a son. Now Abram is 85 and she is 75. Even if they still had their youthful vigor, people in their time lived much longer, It didn't look like God was going to answer their prayers. Maybe the Lord needs help. Maybe he wants to show them some ingenuity. God gave them minds to use, right? We show our faith by our works, right? Yes, both statements are correct. However, God didn't tell Abram and Sarai, work it out yourselves. He gave them an unconditional promise that he would bring it to pass. They needed to show their faith in God by waiting. What about us? Will we wait for God to work, or will we make our own plans if he doesn't deliver on our timetable? Sarai devises a plan to help God, Genesis 16, verses 1 through 16. She is barren, but can exercise a common cultural practice to give her maidservant to her husband as a wife. Then the children born to them will be the master's children. Sarai gives Hagar to Abram so her child, Ishmael, can become his legal heir. The plan fails. Sarai's plan doesn't work out well. True, Hagar gets pregnant, but then she despises Sarai, thinking herself better than her mistress for carrying Abram's child. Sarai blames Abram. Although he might argue that point, He doesn't. Instead, he leaves the situation in Sarai's hands. Sarai mistreats Hagar, so she flees. Abram should have been a man and stood against Sarai's plan to give God help, but he didn't. After waiting 10 years for her to become pregnant, maybe Abram gave up hope. We do a lot of dumb, desperate things when we lose hope. Because Abram doesn't follow God's leadership, he has to bear the departure of his wife Hagar and their newborn son. Abram's first and only child. Abram and Sarai had to wait 15 more years for God to fulfill his promise. It was 25 years since God gave it. What are we waiting for God to do in our lives? How long are we willing to wait for him? God's grace to Hagar and Ishmael. What happens to Hagar and her son? Does God forget about them 
Do they die in the wilderness? No. God sees the distress of Hagar, pregnant and fleeing from the mistreatment of Sarai, so he provides for them. This is an encouraging message for those suffering from domestic violence. God sees, cares, and helps those who put their trust in him. When the Lord reveals himself to Hagar in the wilderness and gives her hope, she gives him an endearing name. She calls him Bir Lahairoi, which means the living one sees me. He then directs Hagar to return to her home and be submissive to her mistress, which she apparently had not been. God is not just Bir Lahairoi for Hagar. The living one also sees us in our distress. However, God's instructions to Hagar to return home doesn't mean that others in abusive situations should do the same. Hagar was a slave, not a wife on equal par with Sarai, and she had no rights. In our modern times, if a husband mistreats his wife, she may have to remove herself from the situation and seek the outside help of a friend, family member, pastor, or the local law enforcement. God will provide hope and protection to those abused or otherwise mistreated if they follow his lead. God wants loyalty and commitment. If we marry, we exchange weddings to symbolize our commitment to our spouse. In Abram's day, the sign for his dedication to the Lord was a circumcision of all males. Genesis 17 verses 12 through 14. God instituted this covenant and it was conditional. His family's obedience symbolized their willingness to cut off their sinfulness and live for God. It was a separation from their immoral culture. The circumcision of the Jewish babies and many non-Jewish babies worldwide is still practiced. While circumcision is now more of a tradition than a requirement, the procedure has health benefits. God was looking out for their health. Still, the primary intent for circumcision for the Jewish people was to symbolize the circumcision of their hearts. Deuteronomy 10:16. Spiritual circumcision is what the Lord still desires for all Christians, male and female. Spiritually speaking, what are we willing to cut out of our lives so we can live for God? An immoral lifestyle? Pornography? Drugs? Our idols? Lies? Slander? Bad language? Today, water baptism, not circumcision, symbolizes our dedication to God, our commitment to live a new life pleasing to Him. Acts 8, verses 12 through 13. Have we been baptized? Are we living up to our commitment? Do God's will His way. Abraham is a faithful man for the most part. God chooses him to fulfill his plan for the world and changes Abram's name to Abraham, meaning father of many nations. He is a patriarch of the faith. While Abraham is waiting for the Lord, three strangers come through the desert to his tent. He is not mean or rude to them. He is hospitable. He welcomes the stranger and feeds them. The writer of the book of Hebrews says, Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. This obviously doesn't include dangerous people. Abraham is sensitive to the weary travelers who were wandering around in the heat of the desert sun. He offers them water and something to eat to refresh and revive them. Sodom's doom and Abraham's pleas for mercy. Abraham learns the strangers are God's messengers sent to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their evil perversions. One of them is probably a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ, since he is called the Lord. 
See Genesis 18. Abraham is concerned. His nephew Lot and his family live in Sodom. He pleads with the Lord to save the righteous in the city, even if they are few. However, because there aren't even ten moral people within these cities, God destroys them with fire and brimstone. Only Lot and his daughters escape. In Jude verse 7, the writer compares Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction to the destruction of sinners in hell's eternal fires. Our response should be like Abraham's. We should have compassion for people and seek to save them from this everlasting judgment. Jude 22-23 A genuine relationship with God brings spiritual life and peace. Here are some takeaway lessons. While waiting, we should keep trusting and doing things as the Lord directs. This will lead to less trouble and more blessings. God cares for those who are mistreated. Let's trust Him and seek Him if needed. We Christians should show our commitment to God by cutting off impure habits and sins and get baptized. Let's be hospitable to strangers. We should be compassionate to those who don't know God and are heading for everlasting hellfire. Pray and share the gospel to save them. Focus verses, Psalm 27:14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Jude verses 22 through 23. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Please join me for a prayer response to today's Bible lesson. Heavenly Father, you are faithful to all your promises. Thank you and praise your name. While waiting, I pray we would be faithful. May we show our commitment by baptism and change lives for your glory and praise. Forgive us for our sins that we confess now. Help us forgive others who sin against us. Please provide for our particular needs as we take the time to share them with you this very minute. You want us to ask, and you delight in answering those who pray according to your will. Lead us away from temptation to sin, and don't let the devil get a foothold in our lives. May we live to the praise of your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Looking ahead, what happens if we do not wait and trust God? Someone may need to rescue us. Learn more in our next lesson. A written version of today's Bible study can be found at www.chronologicalbiblestudies.com Day 19 Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive the episodes as soon as they are available. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go with God and He goes with you. <laughs>